0: Today it's not going to be that case. I have, I have um, really uncovered a great deal of information about what exactly is taking place on the reality, and uh, it's definitely a mature conversation that we're going to be having tonight about the spiritual work that needs to be done. We're definitely going to be dealing with fear and how to neutralize it completely, and just understanding from the deepest symbolism of that nature, which started as our teacher breath, which started as our teacher, is really showing us on. Other levels, like being able to connect it with how, what it really means and how that that situates us on the planet that we're on right now so that we can do the work that we need to do. There's definitely nothing here that is a coincidence. I ask everyone to center themselves and to really come from the center of their being to get the answers. And that will allow you to get the answers. It's kind of either you're pushing or you're pulling. And so if you're receiving something, then you need to kind of pull it in. And sometimes when we want to exert ourselves onto something, then that is definitely a pushing out. So it's really like a magnet. You have to understand where your pole is for what you intend to receive or push out. And, of course, in many ways, it's always better for us to receive these days since it's now time to receive a harvest than actually push out. And this is, of course, done in succession all the time by us, but there's bigger clocks. So we're going to start talking about these bigger clocks today and how this timeline really works and why 2012 is such a big thing. But before we do that, I just wanted to address the question first about fear, because uh, we can definitely lean on, at times, the etymology in order to give us a grander insight on what's taking place. But we have to know the original meaning of the word. So, what I'm going to do is um, I'm just going to break down the word fear very quickly in this chat box so you, that you understand because I've already broken it down before and I, I was able to crack it. Just first take apart this word fear which is a very powerful word because you see it's the root of words like female feminine even fee means iron and, uh, on the metally periodic table which is actually the the Zionist codebook for how etymology crosses over to the elements. But again, you have to have a very clear understanding of etymology and what these words mean in history, and then you'll find it redundant through nature. So what fee is, is of course the female or feminine, or what they call the negative component. In this case, we're going to have strict conversations about that are not about good and evil, but about two forces that are very necessary to understand how to weld properly. So what happens is that with the, how fear comes into play is because there is a, a coupling that always has to be done in dimensions like we live on. For instance, the male and female coupling is the complete archetype. So they say originally that God. Fear was not being able to replicate, losing or becoming becoming extinct, basically. And this is all hidden now in the alien story. The dying race looks for blah 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 blah. But the ancestors' first inclinations of what we call fear was a need to reproduce and understanding how valuable that was. So when you understand the, what female is about, which is bringing, um, it's a It's a conception. It's bringing a being into an external world versus an inception, which a man can do, which is bringing a being into an internal world, which we'll talk about that a little bit more in a little bit. So what happens is is that as you see, our entire reality is filled with us desiring to get to this other half. And I now have on the board to do this post. It's called The Devil. Because if you notice in the movie theaters right now, there's at least three movies that have something to do with the double. And it's because, as we uncovered before, everyone has this opposite pole that as we get into the zero-point field, somehow they're going to get next, right next to it and magnetized to it. It's happening with people, etc. until eventually everyone should come together. That's how the whole thing is set up to work. And so... What happens is, is, in between those times we are looked at, basically within ourselves, to see what roles we'll take. Notice the word "role" even means the term. Role. What role you'll take in this whole spiral course, zero point thing that is going to get us to the next to the next dimension. So what happens is, this "the word R" comes from the root. The root of uh, that means pentagram, and it's very important to understand. The pentagram is called the R sign because what you'll what you'll figure out is this entire reality is designed with this tool. It's not something that I did. It's very redundant, and even if you look at twelve, which is the number of the zodiac sign, times um, twelve times. Real quick, thirty, which is thirty degrees in thirty degrees in each um, house of the zodiac, you get three hundred and sixty. So there is something very um, mystical about our entire reality and the symbols that are being used, and that knowledge has been lost because everyone, well, it has been lost to the mind of most people. So right now, the world is actually uncovering, because even if you go and search this for this type of knowledge, you get weird stories, you get more of a horror than anything, but you don't get really how it works and who's using it and all of that and what it really means. But it, when we start to uncover this, we figure out that a lot to do with the pentagram has everything to do with fear. It has everything to do with war, but it has also everything to do with building in an external reality. So thus you get words like architecture. I might spell some stuff wrong here. Aristocracy. Aryan. um, Armor. Arson. Because these are still fire gods. So that's why the word arson really syncs up to, okay, that's someone who's spreading fire or the son of a person who's spreading fire. So the R sign was also known as the blazing star or fire or pentagram. So notice that this has a very, very close relation also to Kundalini because Kundalini in the spirit is also known to be like fire. And I'm dropping a picture over and everyone, can, you can either choose to accept or decline the picture, but... Here is somewhat of a layout that I found uh, that was written on the blog. I haven't even been able to redo these pictures, but this is an important picture to see because it shows how the body is laid out and where the compression points are for basically collapsing the energy that is in your solar plexus to be able to um, to basically come out of the pin. So what you'll see is is that the symbol itself is um it's very powerful, but if you don't understand it, it's very dangerous. It could pin someone in or trap them in so that's why exactly so that's why words like repentance means basically to put a person back into the cage that they were in before the cage is the state of their mind so Let's talk a little bit more about the aristocracy, the Aryans, and the people that came into the place that we're calling Persia and began the worship of fire because they bought fire. The reality is that if you notice in the beginning of the Bible, everything is water. And then from this that point, it turns into fire that enters into it, and these two come together and that becomes the beginning of our entire reality. So, this contact itself always has, um, as as we talk about the steam and the combustion nature, it always has that kind of impact to it at first. And so this is another root to fear, is just the fear of actually discovering yourself. It's almost like if you got a call from yourself and it said, meet me downtown, what would you feel like if you knew that this was true and you were headed downtown? That feeling that you would feel inside is called fear. It's it's Something new is about to happen, so there's this tenseness that's before the new thing happens. And this tenseness can intensify. So what we're talking about now is, is about how to, I just call it now, how to rig the game. It's easier to just put it like that. What was told to me is, basically, James, make sure that Even if you lose, you still win. Do you understand that? I said, well, explain that to me. I said, well, even if you die, you go to a higher frequency. You can make sure that that happens. And even if you live, you can live in a higher frequency. You can make sure that happens. Because you can learn to meld the spiritual with the physical, which is to connect the latter. But you have to become immune to the poison." And this is this is also hitting within the deep books that the other symbolism behind this pentagram is of course the serpents and the serpents and the cobras and the naga pretty much cover a great expanse of our entire history. But there was something else that was going on on a deeper level with um, with what venom does to T cells. And this is the scientific part of how this knowledge connects in. But what it does is it. it uh, certain antidotes make the body immune and immune to many things. So if you can imagine your body with no pathogens, then you can imagine a body with no fear. So what would happen is, is that they would, they have this knowledge, which is of course nature's, it belongs to nature. But they have this knowledge of how to actually neutralize the, uh, a lot of the problems within the body and basically push forward the hormonal system to the degree that it needs to be pushed forward to in order to activate kundalini. And this is the knowledge because knowledge is power, then what it equaled is, is that if they kept the knowledge then nobody would have any power. It's as simple as that. So now we have been given all of the knowledge. The, the knowledge has reached the floodgates. Like with that, all of what they were using to hold it back bursted. But just like anything else, and we call it the slingshot effect, once a lot of it becomes available, then the situation occurs, like John was speaking about earlier, where you just have a lot of information to cover all at a one time, and then there seems to be urgency, but then you have to sleep too, and you have to work too, so it becomes like, well, how can I get all of this of what I need to not only understand, but also feel because the reading part is only one portion of it. The, somebody can write to you, neutralize all your fears. But that doesn't mean your fear is going to be neutralized until you actually confront it. Now, the fear is of being alone. That's exactly what it is. It's, when, it's sometimes the what, when, reason, or where, and why you can't at times go to a place by yourself. you have to always have someone with you or take the trip with you, etc., because there's a fear of being alone, etc. So, remember, this fear still manifests as the God-same fear of expiring or becoming extinct, not having, being able to replicate itself. It's a fear, again, of being alone or the only one left. So, this is how to neutralize it. You neutralize it by one, there is what we teach first, which is the inner standing. There has to be certain things moved around in the inner part of the person, and the, basis, the real uh, structure of that and the being to do that is the wild like the actual green. Because the green, or the healer, the mother, is going to take care of more than any person can really do because what happens is, is that your files are sealed Now, notice the file is the anagram for the word life. The life is sealed for anyone else to come and read into your life. But because of that, as we look at the word seal, it's the root of the word sealing, it, it kind of holds you in or pins you in. If you don't know the information about who you are, what you're here to do, etc., etc. So, what ends up happening is, is that we get to this level where we have to make a choice. And that choice becomes... Just like me and Samuel are talking about today, do you sit back in fear and, and suffer the outcome of what's going to happen anyway, or do you push forward into what you've been fearing and hope that beyond that, there is the clarity? Because you understand that beyond that, through many different levels, that is where the clarity is. This is why. Because we're everything. And so anything that we choose to fear becomes like uncharted territory for us. And so when we make up too many of these areas that we can't go in, which religion does a really good job at, then we end up confined to an area of a not understanding and, and, and restlessness because we need to know something that's very valuable for us to know. And that's why this world is set up in, now you see 360 degrees, But that's times 12. What is it times 13? Since there's a hidden one. It's 390 degrees. So is there a such thing? It actually is. In symbolism, 390 degrees is a circle with a a triangle in the middle of it it means basically one more over the circle because three hundred and sixty itself just equals nine while three hundred and ninety means twelve. So there's different what I'm saying in a nutshell is there's differences between these numbers and these numbers make symbols. And it's for those who are attempting to understand what is the numerical background to what I'm explaining. And how does this really all come together? And, and as you see here in the, in the box, Samuel puts R equals Ra, definitely. These are things that, uh, because it's a fire god, it's a sun god. And even the volcanoes on our planet are actual, what they call, as below resonators for the suns in the sky, Aldabar and Rigel, these different G- G-class suns that are in our sky. And so what our our uh, gauntlet is here, because this is not like a take-back, let's just flow with life and see what it brings us. This is more like a gauntlet. It challenges you with your opponent, which is your opposite, which is still you, but you create your own opponent as you go. And so when you start to become a realization of this, this anti-part of yourself, you can actually begin to neutralize it. But where it lies is whatever you don't like, whatever you say you hate, because that becomes, as we talked about, your your hatred, whatever you hate becomes your religion. The current religion now is actually human hate. It's the worst kind. Before, they had serpent hate. Then they had lion hate. They had bird hate. And every time they go through one of these, these zodiacs of hate, They learn something from the one that they hate. And this makes up our entire reality. So to move into the other one, because see, what a creator means is that you're creative. So there was only one of these kind that were created like this. There's no need to make two. So anyone that wants to act like this, they remain here. If you want to get to the other reality where what goes on here, the anti, does not exist, then you have to neutralize it with inside yourself. So the Occupy Wall Street and all these different things will not lead to but what the sun cycle is causing. Many people are familiar with the lunar cycle and what the moon makes you do, but they're totally unaware of what the sun makes you do. And that every time history has come unpinned, it was because the solar cycle that we were dealing with was actually, uh, there was a solar flare, solar flares coming all off the sun. So it's just like the moon also, though. You can either, if you're spinning in the right direction, that energy becomes the catalyst for you to get to a higher level. And it happens fast. Likewise, it's vice versa. If you're spinning in the wrong direction, it turns. It takes you into fighting more because, remember, the body is structured like the pentagram, which is five. So beyond that, if you look at the world, you see on the leader's flags, on the the goddess, her symbols, all these things carry the same symbol. And then if you look at even most people's tattoos and branding that do have them, there is the pentagram somewhere on there. So that's also critical thinking. If you want to figure out what's really going on, you have to go to what is most prominent, like what is the most used word in the English language or the most used letters in the English language. Those are the kind of things you have to know. And then when you learn that S and A are the most used words, letters in the English language, then you can trace it down and figure out, well, what does S and A really mean? let's just start it from like a a beginner level, which is uh which is always the way it's easier to learn for all of us. The reality is it has to work some kind of way and it works through what's just called combustion. Because if you look in the into Wikipedia and you just if you go to Google and you just type in Chinese pentagram, someone may want to do that and just push back that link. You'll see that they show that there's a wood versus fire versus this versus that, and they cycle into each other. So when you have a reality of fire people, water people, earth people, when they're all on the same thing, they they have this uh, conflict with one another, which creates combustion. But that conflict, the root of it is fear, fear of scarcity, fear of many different things, but that's why one will lash out at another. So. How that's looked at on a higher level, though, is it's a vehicle for those who are riding the ones who are in duality. So if you can see this with your legs, because where the earth actually, what it corresponds to, because it's a dual planet, there's another one, there's another parallel, which is the one you see when you dream most of the time, if the dream is not being programmed. But your feet are the correspond- your legs are the correspondent for this planet. And because there is one leg- there's two legs, there's a dual nature to it. And so there's always basically a conflict between one leg and the other, where one leg says, I'm going, I'm first. And then the other leg says, no, I'm first. And then we call that walking. It's one before the other. And this- this drives things. Now, Because your body is a map of the universe, what you'll also notice is in your pineal and pituitary area are the bird ones, the ones that correspond uh, as actually the bird brain, that they're up there. So the higher intelligence is up there, and they're kind of riding the feet. And that's why if you take the body apart into different sections, you get the universe and then you get the the consciousness of the state of the universe. And that's why also the feet are the symbolism of the two legs or the two serpents that, because the Kundalini comes from the feet. It doesn't come from the base of the root chakra. It starts first from pulling up from the feet. And uh, I'm going to send another card, uh, 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 actual, um, another picture here of a card so you can see the symbolism behind when they say you have to connect with the Mother Earth in order to activate the Kundalini. Once the Kundalini comes up, it's two dual forces that are normally in conflict with one another. And then through your efforts, you have to bring them together. Earth is set up as a dual plane, but the, dual, the duality actually drives it like a piston, where one goes down, the other one goes up, and then that makes the engine turn. So you have an opportunity to either stay permanently in the consciousness of the dual world or rise into your bird state ethereal consciousness and then come back down to the dual world and drop off seeds and treasures and etc., and then go back up to the bird world. And that's supposed to be what our cycle is about. Right now, it's, we're pinned in, for better lack of words, because where the Our consciousness is actually residing. That's why we wake up to this reality every morning. Our consciousness is residing within a material world which is set up as a pentagram or what they call a dodecahedron. So in a nutshell, basically what I'm explaining is is that we get an opportunity to go into all the teachings of the world to extract where the truth is. And because if you gather enough of it, then you know what's the truth and what's not the truth. We're already pretty far along at understanding when it doesn't, you know, when it's not correct and when it is correct. And so when we find something that's correct, then we should basically come forth with that. In addition, when you're working on yourself and talking and sharing things that kind of way, it is still an inner thing. To do something outward, you do have to go and put something into the physical reality. Like I said, meld the spiritual with the physical. It has, there has to be some type of physical result of what you're doing if you've completed this cycling of the energy properly. So always keep that in mind. Remember, the whole state of understanding is hermetic. It's about like basically being the closest to the soul or the sun. And But that path offers also a off, which is if you stay there and you don't act out, then there is a buildup of idle time. There's a buildup of fear. It's almost like if, if you, when you're going to jump out of plane, there's a lot of fear there. But if someone pushed you, then you're already out. And that's what really happens with this spiritual thing. Is once you just go, it breaks a shell off of you because they're they're saying that this word skull, uh, skull and scale shell are all the same words. It it just means something that's holding you in. So it basically means that even in essence, our skull of our head is designed to keep that pineal gland and that pituitary gland on a spiritual level there. And you have an opportunity to just crack it open completely and to just burst out of this entire shell. What goes on out there is not known much in this reality meaning that what they call the fifth dimension and beyond that it's not very known about in this reality but I can say that these beings that they call uh, Nephilim, Rephilim or just the newest term is a these beings they are residing on the fifth dimension so when I say fifth dimension and beyond it means that we do confront something and I think this this also uh breaks itself out in our life as the fears. And so we confront these pentagram people, basically, before we exit. And that is like basically the, you confront this dimension before you go into the higher dimensions. And so it becomes very easy to see now that, now that you understand, well, what is the goal, then what is the problem, who, who, the ones that purport the fear, what are they into the most? They're into fighting. So they're into conflict. So, where are we into fighting in conflict, even though we don't go across the street and beat someone up or shoot them? Where is our fighting in conflict exists? It exists mainly within racism. It exists with us not accepting certain tribes, certain people, certain animals, certain plants. And when we, instead of having to go to every single one of those things and make amends with it, you can make an overall decision to say, I'm everything, I wear the clear face. I don't see in 2D, meaning I don't see outside, of, out, out, through my eyes. I see inside. And that's why you notice it's called the mind's eye because it appears, the pictures appear in the mind when the third eye is open. So you're getting the introspection. You're actually going through your cellular level and out the other side instead of go, projecting out with your two eyes, seeing dual and in 2D because that's how you can draw an entire picture of what you're looking at because it's really 2D. And, and then, so this is what, this is how the, uh, this is the type of knowledge that I'm talking about that it only takes a moment for it to get to people and then it clicks. And then once it clicks, people realize basically we just had a holdup. There was actually a group of entities that were holding the, the, uh, the consciousness as long as they could so that they could keep prospering themselves off of their own, off of the prophecies. The prophecies are in the stars, so it was very easy for the priests to appear to everyone else like they knew what was going to happen next, because they were just following the basic rules of looking into the stars and understanding what happens in each procession of the zodiac, etc. For those who don't want to waste any time at all, the acacia is the caching, but that is the realm that you, you don't want to go in fear in. You may want to stair-step, which means start with something like ayahuasca, which really does well on uh, cleansing the body and cleansing the spirit and getting you identified with what happened when you were younger and at, or at certain phases, even on other planets, with what happened that's creating that fear. Because that is really where the confrontation takes place with uh, what, what we built as a negative entity. Because remember, the more that the fear increases, the more the intelligence of it and the actual structure of it it, itself increases. Now, here's the interesting part. When you read this book, and I'll send the link over, what the gentleman says is that that is what a Gregor really is. It's a thought form. And then what these groups do is they put all of their energy into these thought forms, these scary characters, and then they get people to worship them in their religion. And that's why Allah and many of the gods are fear fearful gods. But fear and love don't go together. Like, have you ever seen a wife that fears her husband but she loves him? It doesn't even make any sense. Is she's fearing that he's going to hurt her or something like this? It, it doesn't even happen even in nature. The two don't go together. So what we've discovered basically is is that any religion that teaches that you should fear God is basically teaching you to fear yourself. Now, what I, what's been happening to me is that for even saying that, I've come under, I even have a group of individuals working daily to infiltrate the resistance, send people emails telling them to get out of it. because I don't support, especially Christianity. I do not support Islam for various reasons. And even if you want to get it simple, you weren't born with it. So it doesn't teach anything about breathing, and that's the first language. So all of that means something, though. And that's what we're actually standing for. And that's also where fear starts to dissipate, is when you stand for something. All these words like understand and, and understand... Have that component in the back of them because you stand for something and thus you don't fall for anything, as it says. We used to have this force that we would trudge through snow. We would go through barriers to get to higher ground. It's no different now, but it's just set up differently with how even when it's time to go abroad and to visit places, we have to have all this criteria perfect before we, can, we decide to actually go and do that. So you can see how it's really one of those things where we're here now to, to free not only ourselves, but to free other people from their own trap that have been developed within their minds. It's more of uh, the most efficient way to get everyone to obey. It's to set up a lock within their own mind where they police themselves. Because if you notice, the history uh, with with this kind of behavior was that they they got it to a point where people would police each other, which was that your neighbor would be watching you to make sure that you didn't do any other spiritual stuff or they were going to call the inquisitor. And then they were going to get awarded for doing that. You couldn't even doubt and then so a lot of the principles that, that were all, like you have the doubts for water in, back in the old days. So when a new faction comes through and just removes everything, that can never be looked at because ignorance is still looked at as uh, as as non-enlightenment and then and intelligence is looked at as enlightenment. We have to have this, these bearings in order to, I do apologize for the horn noise going on, but we do have to have these bearings to give us the middle point. Because even when we want to jump to this other side of being good, like as they call it, it still throws us off on the polarity because there's the willing, there's the stubbornness to even go and deal with quote unquote bad. So do you see the do, the, the positive pole and the negative pole are not the ones to be on. The, where, the pace, where the place to be in is in the actual balance because that's the only way the top spins. However, it t- however long it takes us to understand that, which again is a big part of letting go a lot of the hatred, then that's how long it'll take to we'll be here because the hatred does create the fear. The two don't we'll, the two are bed buddies, and so that's what everyone gets an opportunity to do, as, as uh, the doctor used to put it for me. But when they decide to do that, will be up to them. And so you can see how there's sometimes this little residue of it all over the place. But the main thing is, is that just to stick with truth. And what truth allows you to do is it allows you to know that the lesson is already there. When you go and try to talk about stuff that happened in the past, things that involve other beings, other people, you have to be a lot more precise to speak on such, such topics. And that's also what's happened. To even speak on uh, YHVH. To even speak on Eve or Venus Hawa, to be able to speak on Lucifer, you can't just be going out there on some random. Hey, let's go in here to this building and go under this water. You got to understand the full components of what you're doing, or else it doesn't even. Even if you wanted to do that, it doesn't have any potency whatsoever. So thus, where the people are actually stuck is they're even in these religious factions and not. Activating because they don't have the secrets to the factions. And then you have the other ones that deny it all together. So it faces like a cluster where everyone, you got a group of people on one and a group of people on another. So who's going to build the bridge? That's why I'm saying the world is not in need of good or evil people right now. It's actually in need of bridge builders, people who are actually balanced because they want to take, the whole idea of taking those over to the promised land is taking people on to what they feel like they've been promised. They show that. So what do you feel like you've been promised? And who do you feel like you've been promised it by? Only promises you can really make is to yourself. Like when you say, look, I'll never let you down again. You can do that to yourself. And you can hold to that, hey, we're not going to be eating this anymore. I I need to take care of you. It's important to even have these kind of conversations with yourself to start really beginning to, to utilize the beings that have already been present with you, your others, and to be able to get them to do what you need them to do on that balance level. And so that's, that's where this uh, sometimes the hermetic path does come in because when you're having those conversations with yourself, you generally don't want people around looking at you. So that's the thing. There's a part of this that we breathe in first, and then we breathe out, and we get all of, the, of what we need from this reality. But not before then, though. As I talked about, I think about three or four shows ago, that that, that energy, like if you're really scared, and that's why we have to kind of identify what we're talking about, because there's one word being kind of used to generalize like several different types of feelings. So it's, in, in, it's more in depth to just talk about the feeling but just in the the startle if you're startled in that feeling that you feel in your gut we talked about how that is a shortcut for the type that you generally enter into meditation after taking several breaths so there's actually a way to breathe up fear and to use it as a fire to ignite your whole system. That's why when you break down, break it really down, you'll see it's not going anywhere. This is not something that when you definitely get rid of fear, you're still saying you're going to get rid of basically the earth. And so what happens is you have to learn how to use it. Not so much as discard it, because if you're going to discard anything You're going to be getting rid of yourself. Because that's why they say, you can never give anything to the Most High, because where would you put it? And you can never take anything from the Most High, because where would you get it? Because this Most High is everything. And so the final thing is to discover that you are the Most High. But again, such terminology being used today gets people all crazy, like the most that you can even say now is that you're God, because it's confirmed by the Bible, but we know that gods are not the creators, there is a hierarchy, they do create certain things, but they're not the, the collective complete oversoul as it's described, however, any type of being on that kind of level would already be fully aware of what state would be the more premium state for it to be in. So there's a lot about what we're dealing in reality that is wholly generated by us, and we just keep giving different titles to what is that. So now it has the title Nephilim, then it gets the title Archon, then it gets the title Devil. But what is it really? It's everything that is being avoided. And so... I think that, the, of course, the way to deal with that is, is to understand how to basically what we call rig the game, to where what you feel is the worst thing that could happen to you, you somehow made it the, one of the best things that could happen to you. So in my instance, because I can only speak for, for, uh, from experience, I had a fear of not death, but being locked up, a pin. I had a fear of being confined and just locked in. And so I dealt with that fear for a prolonged period of time until I discovered the power of meditation in conjunction with breathing. Then I realized that if they did confine me to a small area, this would be the worst thing that they could do because then I would be able to sit there with full intention and even uh, that energy that sometimes comes behind fear and breathe all of that up and activate and blow the whole thing anyway. And that's all I'm... So in essence, that's all I'm waiting on. So it became then... And I watched the reality shift. So and what it actually shifted to is it became not in the interest of the reality to show me that somehow it was going to confine me. And then that conquered a major fear. And then the next one was deep water. And so I won't even... I won't get into that one, but... This is what we're talking about. This is where you find exactly what it is that you're really having a problem with. Then you talk about it amongst people who have all the solutions, meaning that there's some smart minds here. This reality is not as complex where it hasn't been solved already. Like the problem, if you wrote it on the board with the reality, has already been solved on the board. The thing is now is to get you to solve it in your internal world, like basically apply the knowledge that is necessary to to bring you out of the pen that you've been in. You have to open up a platform almost to deal with the person somewhat individually or at least in soul groups because the solutions that are being presented are not universal. And so when you get to universal solutions, then you get to more of penetrating the cellular level with frequency. Those are real universal solutions, but there's no conversation of a universal solution unless you're speaking with the, so the only solutions are going to be to that individual person. And so that's the other thing that we need to be aware of, is what format we're choosing to bring across the information that we're thinking is going to end up working for everyone. Because that's not ever going to be the case. But what you do have, like with this conversation that we're having now, is you have soul groups of people that are pretty much on the same level. So thus the message that's being projected does have an overall effect for all those people in that conversation. But we cannot judge the people that are outside of this conversation and act like what we're talking about here will work for them. And so that's why it's to cut down time. And so these conversations are great and it's good for us to come together. To me, though, when you're finally ready, the knowledge of how to go there is already here. So you should really look at the reality now for how persistent are you willing to be to get to that. And meaning that when you go out and you and, and, and you go into these, these uh you know, you have Peru, you have these different places with these shamans, the people who are really in touch with nature, you can purge your body with the elements of this planet. You can get into a level of state of consciousness that has more to do with your physical and, and spiritual connections than your mental. Because if you're in like a city and then you only can really read books and then you're meditating inside your apartment, most of that is 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 still a very flaccid um, uh, connection to what really needs to what you really need to do, and so this is where that the the um, that ambition and the compassion because remember compassion just is not how you feel about other people, but it's about also what you're willing to go through to help other people. That's also where compassion comes in. Are you willing to die? So the thing is, is that. Here's another thing that, that, that should be looked at. It was very interesting because what you'll still realize with many people is that they're the only ones in their family and around their friends that are supposed to be helping them. And Pablo called me two days ago. I'm sure he doesn't mind sharing this dream. But he said that this is what happened. He was laying in the bed asleep, and then he got a knock at the door, and then it was a lady that he recognized from the game show. And she was telling him that he had won something and everyone behind him was his family and his friends and, and different people were all there behind, that, behind the lady. And he said then the lady gave him a key. And then somehow the key ended up, in, in his, he took the key and he attempted to swallow it and then he started to choke on it. And then as he said he began to choke on this key, he just couldn't get it out of his throat and it was lodged in his throat. And he literally felt like he was going to black out in his dream. And then somehow he said he saw the inside of his mouth and he pushed his finger in there and he pushed the key down and it even lodged work. And he said this, you know, he was make. he said, I spent.'" what seemed like an eternity gagging over this key and then wondering why the people that were around me weren't helping me and I was signaling them to help me. And then he said, when finally I coughed up the key. And he said, once I coughed up the key, I was so upset at everyone. I said, what? I said, what the hell? You guys weren't even going to help me? You, you see I'm sitting here dying and you won't even help me? And you act like if I didn't pull this key out myself, then I would die. And then he said in the dream, his sister said, you would have. And then he said at that point, the dream closed. And then he got up, walked to the phone and called me and then told me the dream. And then once he sat back down on the bed, he then woke up. So he actually called me in the dream to tell me the dream and then hung up the phone and then actually woke up into the real world. So what I believe, not even, I really have a really keen level of dream interpretation because of just interpreting my own dreams from the lucid sleep uh, time that I got a chance to spend, which was a lot of time in the lucid world. And what you see is is that basically in his life, because this is also we runs concurrent with what goes on in his life, he is the only one out of all of his friends and his family and these people who are even close to being able to bridge the truth. And so when you expect sometimes the people that are around you, even at large society, to actually be assisting you in your spiritual progress, you need to understand what age you're in, like where you arrived in time. You arrived exactly at the point where the catalyst would spark the entire reality, and you are it. And so there's a big part of this fear that, is, that it doesn't allow a person to accept that. Because remember, the religion, once again, the, the Christianity teaches that there is only one that is supposed to do something like that. And in essence, that is true. This is the doublespeak. In essence, you would have to be united with the one to do it. But, how people, when they take the the deep knowledge and they make it literal, it means to them that there's only one that can do it, and here's his picture, and he's gone now so and he's, but he's going to be coming back soon, so the thing is, is that that's where this the, the the external reality starts to become like a puzzle until you understand. How it exactly interprets to your internal reality. And then once that happens, you're golden. You then inherit what it was that they say the original Mesonnector, the original Egyptians, the original Sumerians, etc., had really had control of, which was the ability to traverse both worlds. They had a Stargate. It meant that they had the ability to traverse both sides of their self. Because there is nothing really else. So that's why I'm saying there's either this, this, there's either the separate one or the one that's together. And we have also now a graduated cycle because this is not one, two, three. This is now five, six, seven, for those who know what that means in the, uh, in the problem of Euclid. What this means is that we are now at a state where we're supposed to be going into the other states of consciousness and then bringing information back to the other state of consciousness that doesn't have it yet. So that's where our progression is, actually, is where we've inherited this role as stewards of the earth. And we're responsible for taking care of it. So here's the last thing that I wanted to point out, and this is where we understand the imbalance is actually at, just within the world, which is that it it consistently has been damaging what its own foundation, like beating on what it's standing on. And how that reacts on the reality is, is that, of course, there's a lot of abuse going on to the Mother Earth. So, even now the microcosms of that is the same thing like what's going on in America right now, and even in London, where the people are rioting and tearing down the structure, but they don't, have, they don't know what place they're going to be going to. Like, they don't have family somewhere else, and they're just gonna say, I knew it, U.S., I'm gone now. So, what sense does it make to destroy your foundation before you have another one to stand on? And, And does it make sense to actually rebuild or reconstruct the foundation that you're actually standing on? So, where I'm at in this spiritual progress is that I'm going to be building more foundation on the things that people have to stand on before they learn where they're going to go next. I personally don't believe that people should go into the next state of consciousness in the state that they're in just from my experience with the spiritual world. Meaning that this whole thing for three years, I've been here the whole time. And when when I've talked to thousands of people, and from what I I know goes on in the other realm, because I was not one of those individuals not to find whoever this God was. The first thing I would do is I would find the name, and then I would change my frequency to that name and interface with the God, because the name is a number. And that's when I figured out what most of the gods were really up to, and that they were different ones, and that they were just emanations of different energies that were broken apart, i.e. Kabbalah. Like the energy broken apart and only used for one particular service rather than an actual universal name or number that works for everything. So, the rea- of course, the reality being developed off the vision. So what this actually tells us, though, is the stages of where the human soul has progress. Now, it doesn't mean that everyone has to know all of these, uh, these levels of, of spirituality in order to get to the next level, because the next level is to their next state of understanding, and that's what we have to be clear on. Our duty is, is to present so many different formats that they can choose one that is more compatible with them because that's how we've been set up and so when they come completely together they keep gathering more parts of themselves so I'm sure everyone should understand that clearly enough but it's just again a phenomenal time that we're dealing with and just remember here's another thing about fear the buddy system see the thing is is that Even in the military, you will go if your buddies are going, meaning that you have a tendency, if you notice in life, to really do things that you've never done before if you know that others are with you. So we talked about the opposite of this earlier in the conversation where a person doesn't really want to go anywhere by themselves. So we'll talk about the flip side of this. If you've met your double or the one that is on the exact same frequency with you, take them. It's almost like our world never stopped figuring out a way to make it happen. Our world never accepted any of what was told to us as being our end. How many times did they try to end the planet last year? <laughs> we always got hit by six or seven comets if you didn't notice. Did one hit? No, because there's a greater strength to live than there is to die because there's no truth in death. So what we just have to do is just grab this thing and really get into what comes next. Because if we're dealing with, uh, like I was getting some conversations going on earlier today with people that are Hebrew Israelites, you know, these kind of things, if we're still dealing with these old stagnant platforms that have gone, shown to go nowhere and have hundreds of years of experience, we have to be willing to let it go. Like, letting go of something means that sometimes you could be ready to really fly, but you're holding yourself down with this weight. Notice also, there's a planet that is right in the Sirius star system that is called Wahat, or weight, because they say the weight of this particular star is like a counterbalance. For many different things and often overweighs many things, it's a slow-moving star. And the Egyptians had identified it because they say it is the star, as far as our consciousness is concerned, that weighs us down. And it's in the Canis star system. It weighs the person down with many burdens. So this is the thing. There's a, there's a plethora of information here. It does vary to what you need to hear, and we can go through a lot of stuff to make sure it's a perfect fit, but you just also have to give it the time and the effort for it to do that. And if what's being said does not resonate to you, just switch the dial, because it's going to switch anyway, and when the next set of information comes around, it'll be something for you. And like I said, the, the end part of this is for us to understand it all. And that is the challenge. The universe is sending challenges because those challenges are like commands and charges. Like, you become everything. And that's almost the same challenge that a parent gives the child. Like, you overcome. <laughs> like, don't sit there and cry like a baby. You overcome. Like, we told you, we gave you all the tools. Like, you just don't understand it. But you need to seek understanding then. Like, Crawl your way out of it. That's what when you look in history, man and woman were doing. They were against the elements, but the elements were testing metal. Meaning that they test they test against each other in this in this uh, gauntlet. Like it could test the mind, it could test the heart. Many people think that the testing is just about fighting. Like you someone's coming up to you, a big demon, they want to fight. No, it could test your heart to see if you were really tap into the other person that you say that you hate and really, really neutralize that. It'll tap into you and see if you see somebody that needs some help and you just drive right by. It, it's challenging that now because it's always been allowing you to reap what you sow every month. It's the real alchemy. If you do it every month during the harvest, which is the full moon, you can draw the energy down. These people think that this... this, um, this knowledge that has been coming forth and being here forever, is, is uh, they've been demonized. And they and because the ones who generally use it, use it for their own selfish means. But for the moment that the world actually starts to, to help each other with it, then that's when we get to that that next level. And that time is now. Remember, the information has already gone out. Like what we're talking about on the phone today is something that's already been done. It's just about the individual efforts and needs to keep putting it out, keep supporting it and so we can get it out into different formats, etc., so that it can keep doing what it's doing already. There's not a day that someone doesn't join the faction in order to allow themselves to, to gain more spiritual knowledge. Our only responsibility then is to make sure that when it's presented to them, that it's presented in a way that is most cohesive. Here's what I saw, and I saw it in my own being, and I know what 100% exists. There is this other state, and I just call it, it's activated. And when I went through it, it was because my body changed into a higher frequency. And when it happens, it jumps off like a car. It starts to rev up, and then you can't stop it. And then you go into this higher state, and then you come back down again. So it's like, I did one circuit. I didn't even keep going. If you keep going, you'll leave probably a shroud, or what they call spontaneous combustion. It doesn't appear that the body can hold much. The physical body can hold much of this kind of energy because it's a different kind of fire. It's, it, can, it doesn't even burn. It, it it can leave a shroud. That's why they call the shroud of turn that Jesus left this shroud behind, or people that spontaneously combust. It's like a completely active chakra system would have that effect. But it doesn't mean that you may not be able to materialize again with the physical body because those abilities are available. But it at least means for a moment you get a chance to really see that you're so much more. And because I've seen that state, I feel like that state is hidden within our adrenals, just like they were talking about in the movie Heroes. That within our adrenal, when we feel like now it's most necessary to do something, it sends a different fluid into the spine. And this fluid, in turn, starts to turn on other stuff. And so really what you're looking at in the reality with the 2012 deadline is actually the beginning because it's now gave a finite date for everyone to get themselves together. And that's really what, how humanity functions. If they don't get a date, that's why they have seasons, that's why they have day and night. They look for checks and balances all the time to determine what they need to do. And so that's what's also taking place that we're going to see in this reality is that the huge check and balance is on its way and this is something that can be very very balanced and positive for us and it, and it just can and that's what's really happening it's like the challenge to us to make sure that it's that and like me and Crystal were talking about uh, the other night the challenge is 20, to make it to 2013 so you know it's bumper sticker 2013 or bust You know, and you can see if it ended with a big bang, it may go out. With If it began with a big bang, it may go out and come back in with a big bang. But let that big bang be the sound of your pineal gland. But there's definitely more than this. And so that's what I come to say. It's not all about the lower dimensions that have been presented to everyone, which is, again, the fractalized state of mind, the more denser dimensions. It's not all about that. And that's something that they talk about. Even the soul has a certain level of protection against that. Because if it was up to those beings that that exist there, you would already be there. And so that's what you have to understand. Because that is inside of you. If that had control, that fear, if it really had control, you would be it every day. And if you were fear every day, you'd be out there like a cold blooded killer. So this is how you can start to confirm that you have that. That kind of works for you, and that's what we talked about. This stuff works for us. And what people do, though, is they pay fear to scare them. So you can fire fear. Notice the term. it. You're fired. Beating. Because it doesn't have its own power. It needs you to think. And that's where the mind becomes dangerous. Because I was looking at it, I was watching the mind, even the other day while I was walking through the store, and I was watching it start to think. And I realized that I should just not even really let it do much thinking unless it's going to start. It's almost like a child. You say, look, if you're only if you're going to start thinking about the fear stuff, this is why you've got to develop that relationship with this double, And you've got to really, really school it. Because what you'll find is that it'll work for you. This is also a technique when you're working out. If you say, oh, man, I need ten sets. And then the other one says, well, ten sets, that's not even enough. And this may sound like you may be talking to yourself, but remember, it's all you. If you need to encourage yourself by reflecting off of yourself, then why not? And so these are the new techniques that have to be used in order for us to also be able to connect with people properly because we have to run it by a back and forth of ourselves. Have you ever noticed that when you have something in your mind, it makes a lot more sense when you talk it out? and then when it comes out, then you seem to hear it a different kind of way and you're able to absorb it. This is because when you think in your mind, that's not your ears. That's not the same facility as your ears. But when you say something, you hear it back in your ears. And so the reason, because of that, it comes through an entirely different channel and thus it's interpreted in an entirely different way. And so this is how, again, you can hack the brain Get ready for the major expansion. It's caused by the solar and lunar cycles. What the lunar cycles will bring is every time the moon keeps coming around, if you start plowing and start planting, then when that thing comes around, you can, get, you can take any form of currency you want. You don't have to take cash. You can take energy. It all ends up equating to the same thing, but there is one that's more pure than all of them. And so that's why they've been trying to teach this. They've been teaching this knowledge in the small circles and they've been demonizing it. The numbers 5, 8, 13, 21, all these these numbers that connect, what they've been doing, they understand the archetypes of those numbers and then they separate them in the reality and then they have everyone looking like blind mice for the truth. Now the truth is upon you. So the big question now is what will you do? Your problem was you didn't know it. Now that you know it, there's no problem. So you can go forward without the problem of not knowing it now. Because in that sometimes it's like accepting that the door is open. And I, I, talked, I, I thought about that uh, before, which is um, the, the parable of the child that's trying to reach the, uh, the lock to the gate. It's, but he, and you're struggling to reach the lock to the gate so much, you never realize the gate is actually open. And this is exactly what the brother is saying, is that basically because you have the truth now, whatever it was that you were fearing, it was because you didn't have the truth. Because anytime you're missing a part, that's what we discover with fear. It's the idea that you will not continue. It is the idea that you cannot uh, uh produce and reproduce. And that's why, again, woman or earth or negative solve that problem by allowing us to see it in physicality. But if one is running around producing darker things because their mind has been twisted and contorted by the programmers, etc., then that's why it seems like there's a fearful thing going on because your energy has been utilized to harness these egregors or these these darker thought forms. But once you remove yourself from those ideas and thoughts by definitely going into real ones, meaning that that's what it still is about. It's about acting it out. And that's why the negative things can act out in our reality because they confirm that the process works. Like, you can bring anything out. If they choose to bring negative, then that's what comes out. And so it's the same thing. You can use, like, the same tool. Spin it in a different direction, which is not so much as left or right, but how your mind is working. Spin it in that different direction and allow the manifestation of positive energy or prosperous, balanced things to happen in your external reality. That's it. <laughs> you know, of course, this is conversation. It needs to be actually put to play, but you have all the tools to do it. And then on top of that, you got other people that are with you. That can keep, we can keep motivating each other. You know, I'm going to keep it going. So the reality is, and you definitely know Samuel is going to keep it going. So we're all in this. And that's why I, I sent a book today. I sent pictures because we're all in this together. Because we're still all on the same planet. And that's what I was saying before. The blood is red. We're all on the same planet. It's a big house because there's a lot of us. But we should stop thinking at all that we're not like in the same family or else we wouldn't even be on the same planet together because we all have the same mother and that's why in the uh, in in the ancient days it was the they calculated where you were from by your mother because they knew where everyone started. People should think about that. The fathers there were so many cedars and essences and stars which were the, what the shining ones stars, watchers the fallen ones the one came down onto the women or basically fertilized the planet. There's so many different ones it was difficult to find out who the daddy was. But as far as who the mother was, that also played the father role too, which is also the, the, the major thing with many of the women in our reality. They are forced to be the mothers and fathers of their not only their children, but the reality too. Some people just stop it there. Like, okay, well, yeah, she, she, well, not all of them, but, but my mother, yeah, she was like my mother and my father. But you got to think, all women face in this reality being the mother. And the father, because in times the woman will, the man will come to them, and he'll be hurt, and he'll be down, and he'll be out, and she's got to take care of him too. But he's supposed to be the one that's, you know, reaching new expanses, etc. So this is where also that imbalance starts to take place. And so we can get a chance to fix these things on different levels. But the main thing to understand is that when we even make the outward gesture that we're going to do that to the reality, it's already taken place inside. That's when, that, that's why it's just a symbol of completion. Because when you actually go out to do it, it, it already took place inside because one will always come before the other.